You're listening to another episode of the Anavivo podcast. Thank you for your time. You said <laughs> pink I elephants. Mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't think about them. So, um, in Rhode Island, we had a three bedroom, one bath house, I think. And uh, so I was, we had bunk beds. I don't know who was on the bottom, but I was on the top. And I woke up. I had had a nightmare. I was pushing on the ceiling. Oh, no. And Grandma Joyce asked, what's going on? I said, if the pink elephant sits on me, then the... (laughs) I think it might have been along the lines of, uh, well, if we dunk her and she drowns, obviously she was a witch. (laughs) I think the idea, which I've forgotten some of the details, was that if the elephant sits on me, then, you know, I must be guilty. (laughs) But it was a pink elephant. What were you watching or listening to or reading prior to bedtime? Uh, Could be Fantasia, you know, Disney. Uh, (laughs) That's true. Uh, it had been known, has been known to Conjure spawn up some... <laughs> many a nightmare. For, for you in particularly, Disney's Fantasia? No, no, oh, okay. not particularly for oh, okay. me, but, okay. you know, my subconscious, it could be mm, mm. Mm, busy. All right. So well, what good. were we talking Let's, about today? Uh, yeah. Were we talking about football? Yeah, welcome back. We're, uh, we're starting on, uh, yeah, pink elephants, apparently. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode, Anavivo.com, here with guest star, one of the favored relatives, my Uncle Mark, all the way from Colorado, Denver, Colorado. He's saying, keep it coming. We're here in the uh, cozy, homely home office recording studio. Uh, candles are burning, lava lamp is uh, bubbling shortly, and um, would you like to put your feet up? Negative, cat boy. All right, then we're off. All right. We're going to be talking about finances today, which is a topic that is very uh, near and dear to my heart mm. as someone who finds himself often in situations that prove my unhandiness. It is a joy to me to know that I can do finances, which is one of my one one of my few strengths. <laughs> Not in the, and, and so uh, anytime people ask me, oh, can you come fix this sink for me? Or can you come uh, do your own yard work or fix this leaky whatever? No, I, I'm sorry. Ask my wife. I, she will tell you. She will tell you, please don't. But I, I can help you find a way to pay for it. I can do that. And, uh, and I enjoy that finances. And a lot of that for me um, came from you. And one of my earliest recollections was you giving me a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh. Which um, we then, I then subsequently got the tiny version of Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, which is just the uh, cliff notes. And then you had a game that came from that. Cash Flow 101. Cash Flow 101, which was a, um, a fun game to play because I'm used to, I enjoy playing Monopoly. And games like that, but most people, I do. Most people won't play them with me, yeah, because they're too convoluted. But Cash Flow One One is like that, in that it's a strategy, it's a, it's something that makes you think, and there's a purpose and point behind it. Uh, But 
Most people won't play that with me. <laughs> no one will play it with me. <laughs> so where did finances start in your life before we get into the stories? How old were you? Have you always been a finance guy as well and enjoyed that as a, a, a passion or a hobby? Or you just realized it's an important part of life? Or you have that as a um, model in your own dad growing up? I, th I think the only part that would have been pre-high schoolish, college ages. You know, that was so long ago before they had paper. Mm, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I don't have notes. <laughs> you know, the papyrus doesn't last as long as right. the shards of pottery. Um, <laughs> my dad and, and my mom was on board you know, was always looking for a way to add to the finances, mm. you know. And so they were involved with um, Amway, oh, no. Shackley. Okay. And maybe only those two, but I could have blotted some out of my memory. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I would say, <clears throat> you know, I did have this picture that, oh, you should be always looking for something that does a adds a little more. Yeah. <clears throat> In Not fact. Outside of your nine to five. Outside of your nine to five. <laughs> outside of the regular amount that you're saving. Outside of uh, these bills and that, you know, whether it's, you know, as a kid, there was a at least one summer that I did mow lawns, mm -hmm. a couple of lawns. You know, Southern California, it's like, you cut my blade of grass? I'm going to have to grow two more. Sorry, I thought you said mow. You know, anyhow, so. Um, no, that, and, I, you know, I'm not the guy who can remember, oh, on the third play of the game, we threw this play. It was a pass, run, pass option you know, mm -hmm. I was a guy like, okay, that, that play didn't work. We're going to do a different one, you know? Yeah. And it was like, oh, we've run plays already? Yeah, yeah, a bunch. Ah, well, <laughs> forget all that. We're in the moment. We're in the moment. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but the other thing is I am a, when I, most of the things I read, it's read to improve, you know, occasionally read for entertainment. But for me, learning to do something, mm. learning more about this. Well, where does this come from? Sure. Oh, that comes from, you know, that's the kind of... So I, who knows, I may have gone to listen to somebody or... Yeah. But the first thing I, the first two things I remember, and I don't know which one came first, in the late 70s, which puts it in either high school or college, I read a book by Robert Allen. It was Nothing Down. Mm. And the concept basically was using other people's money, mm -hmm. buy 10 rentals. Mm -hmm. uh, at a certain point, there'll be enough equity in five of these to cash out the other five, mm. and you have a lifetime annuity of yeah. uh, you know, uh, properties that are generating cash flow, which... Later, much later, with Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and 
specifically if you look at the cash flow quadrant mm -hmm. he has a little four box um idea of you know we start where we are trading time for money in my case digging ditches and then what do you mean by digging ditches like oh, metaphorically or in real life <laughs> uh both metaphorically uh you know i was trading my labor for money oh okay in this sure. case yeah you know my second year of college at christmas i went <clears throat> to work for a guy that was building, uh, getting ready to pour a foundation, a slab foundation in San Diego. And so I was cleaning out the footers for the concrete mm, foundation. Okay. And, I, you know, so, but the point is, whatever it is, um, you start at basically earning $20 an hour, you know, by doing some labor. Sure. And then the next quadrant related to that, you're still trading time for money, but you have gained a skill, like a doctor mm -hmm. or computer programmer, yeah. where your time is now more valuable. But if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. That would be the bottom line. The next so, quadrant, yeah. So, you know, quadrant one is up on the upper left. Quadrant two is on the bottom left. And so the left hand side is uh, money for labor. Right. You know, the right hand side is more like now you are going to leverage something. Okay. So the upper right hand quadrant would be leveraging <clears throat> other people. So an employer. Okay. So, you know, I had considered construction. And uh, so my thought, you know how that would would looking back now load these many years uh i should have continued in construction gained extra skills gotten you know electrical and whatever other training i could conceivably pass the test on sure and then at a certain point you know i would be in the upper right hand quadrant quadrant three where I, oh, I'm hiring two guys, you know, to dig out the ditches and uh, finish the concrete. Right. And, you know, and then the fourth quadrant, the bottom right would be when your assets uh, are you, what you're leveraging. Mm. So this would be where Robert Allen's book, you know, you have, gen you have started with something, some amount of asset to buy a, a real estate asset, in his, this case, you know, single-family homes, you know, and you're building a portfolio that you can leverage the credit from the bank mm -hmm. and then, you know, pay these off so these assets are free and clear. Right. And then those assets continue to work for you. In fact, um, richest man in Babylon, Babylon, he, it's a, parable kind of thing with 10 or 12 scrolls, you know, and each one has a financial concept. And uh, one of them is each of your gold coins is a servant working for you 24 seven. Mm -hmm. However, they would say that back in that day. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, Robert Kiyosaki 
cash flow quadrant. You know, he helps give a vision of, um, I don't have to just be an electrician right. all my life. I could have an electrical company. Right. You know, yeah. now. And I was trying to remember who this was. I don't remember if it was Socrates or Aristotle. Uh, the, you know, they had a, uh, a saying, know thyself. So right. actually it's probably old English yeah. you know, since it's in King James. <laughs> yeah, somebody, Socrates of no, England. Yeah. It was the, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're right. It was one of those old guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and England, you know, yeah. how old, how much older can you be if you've been, you know, come from England? Anyhow, he said, know thyself. And the truth of that is some people can be great finished carpenters and furniture carpenters and make mm -hmm. wonderful stuff, but they can't manage people. And yeah, they can't yeah. handle that stress and they can't delegate and mm -hmm. then manage the outcome. Yeah. And so they will always be down here in the left-hand quadrant, like sure. the brain surgeon, yeah. you know, wonderful skills, but can't watch other surgeons, you know, yeah. do it. I, I, I don't know if that's actually true, but, but that's, yeah. They're, they're, but, you know, yeah. so that's, they're you know, at that. the guy who is in the, in the upper right-hand quadrant of having a construction or furniture company knows I'm getting this guy right, to do right. my finish work right. on this million-dollar house for yeah. clay miller you yeah. know yeah so that's the idea yeah so there is a balance between this overall way things can work and where you may be gifted mm -hmm. personality wise risk tolerant wise mm -hmm. so that's all kind of gearing up the other big thing that i remember and i have it somewhere in the labyrinth of my non-organization, a single page where I envisioned what it what I would want to the assets I would want to have that I would be able then have freedom. Mm. And that Robert Kiyosaki also has a, and this may come from the game I don't remember. Uh, you know, what is the definition of financial freedom mm -hmm. when your assets are covering your liabilities, li your weekly, monthly, daily mm -hmm. liabilities? Yeah. So if you need $1,000 a month and you have a rental, you know, that's throwing off a little over $1,000 a month, you are financially free. Right. You know, to some degree. Now, you know, there, there is a misnomer or a misconception. Wait, <laughs> back up. Beep, beep, beep. There is a oversimplification <laughs> of the idea of passive income. Oh, yeah. All passive All income <clears throat> needs management. Right. Some, much less than others. Sure. That That's... That's enough for that. So, you, so are we done with the introduction? <laughs> yeah. So this, so this joy or passion or interest, kind of, you're not sure where it started though. As a young kid, kind of fledged out uh, or flushed out in the college, late high school, college, as you're digging ditches and, and working through this, 
And then it sounds like a lot of it um, came piecemeal as you're reading and learning, much like you do a lot of your your self-taught education anyway is, uh, I want to learn something? Great, I'm going to watch this. I want to learn something? Yeah. I'm going to read this. And, yeah. and then from that, this now life of passion and One interest. thing that, and I just had, I was late today because I was asking Joyce, Grandma, Mom, how... It was with my father. Yeah. Because I, other than, I can only think of one time really buying my first car when he said, oh, this needs a heater. It was a 1965 (laughs) Mustang Fastback. Oh. Yes. This is your first car? This was the baby. Wow. You know, white, blue stripe on the hood, you know. Look at you. And uh, three-speed, 289, I think it was a 289. And he says, oh, and they wanted 950, you know. Yeah, 950 whopping bucks. I know. Well, you know, (laughs) jack-in-the-box was my first job in high school. (laughs) And he says, oh, this needs a heater core. Mm. You know, we don't need the heat very often, but when... That windshield gets full, you know, you want to, he says, you ought to offer him, you know, 50 bucks less, because that's what it'll cost us. And dad was in cars at that time, after he was out of the Navy. So I said to the seller, I said, uh, hey, would you take 900, because it need a, needs a heater core. says, I got four guys lined it up, coming to see this in the next hour, mm-hmm. I'm not budging an inch. Sure. You know. Yeah. Because somebody's going to want this. Yeah. And it turned out um, to be a good thing because I ended up buying, I hope you all are looking this up, a uh, <laughs> Fiat 650 Spider, which had, had, you know, a rear engine, four cylinder, two door, very narrow, uh, you know, slender looking, mm-hmm. but smaller than like the alphas of that time which was my dad's car and um really fun because i was just going from home to college and i think i used like two gallons a week (laughs) in fact for a while i wasn't even sure it was running on all four cylinders but it was fun in southern california so you, you so it worked out to be you offered okay. less initially on the car. He said, on the Mustang. He and said the guy no. said no. And you He's, walked. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't we come walked. Back up. No. Okay. No. Yeah. So then you no. got this other. So car. So I got a car mm-hmm. that I could afford. Yeah, yeah. Because a three a three speed in city traffic, mm-hmm. a two eighty nine. Yeah. With a kid driving it. I mean, I could punch the the <laughs> throttle on the Fiat, yeah. and you know, I could watch it accelerate on my minute hand you know it was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well this is what san diego right yeah yeah (laughs) where you go so cool so what about him and finances so So that was the first time sorry your dad so i asked my mom i said (laughs) i i can't remember dad really either Offering me advice or asking, hey, what are you thinking about for college or for, mm-hmm. you know, because I had thought a particular direction um, and he was flying off air 
aircraft carriers, you know, at in off the coast of Vietnam. Right, right. When I was in high school, part, you know, the end of my. And so when that initial, oh, obviously I'm going to be a pilot. Yeah. You know, didn't happen. You know, the I I ne- I don't ever remember thinking, well, I have to have a career and I have to do something, so I'll go drive a ship. You know, it was like <laughs> Navy. Yeah, Navy is, you know, you fly around in airplanes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do have... There you are know, ships. You have valets <laughs> who bring the ship yeah, yeah, bring, clo- close for you to up, land on. Pick up my jet, will you? Yeah, pick up my jet. <laughs> you know, here's my <clears throat> my tag. Yeah, have it washed and buffed when yeah. I return. <laughs> so, and, you know, I grew up in a Christian home and uh, a very... Uh, you know, uh, that I was in the kind of, even though it was Southern California, it was very, oh, this is, you know, this is how God works. You will, you go, you knock on a door. If it doesn't open, you go to another door. Mm, I, yeah. That would have been how I would have described, you know, God's leading at the time. Right. And so I probably <laughs> thought, oh, the Navy is closed. Yeah. You know, if I can't be a pilot, I'll go be a PE teacher, you know? <laughs> right. Oh. They don't make any money. Oh well, then I'll be a woodshop teacher. They yeah. make lots of money. <laughs> but that so. was the first time you had heard your dad really. Or that you was can't the remember. only one that I can remember where yeah. he said, you know, he was long beside. You know, he said, "Well, this is the thing. You know, you don't have to pay full price." He didn't say those words, but you don't have to pay full price for yeah. this. And, uh, and who Gra- wants this piece of junk? You know, Graham didn't a- mention it today when you were asking her on. on- no, I said. I said, this is the only one I, I don't remember him ever saying, you know, what are you thinking about for, a, you know, what are you going to study at San yeah. Diego State? And, you know, and she had a different explanation that was more like, we weren't worried about you because we had to worry about Bev, you know, <laughs> and Brad and Tom, you know. And yeah, I, firstborn, right? I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the wool pulled oh, yeah. way over way there. Over. I, sorry. Sorry, folks. Way over her eyes, yeah. you know. So you kind of had to learn it all on your own, it sounds like. Or, so or really I, just stumbled so into that. The, okay, sorry. There was a point to that. <clears throat> so I would look out there and I'd say, oh, obviously, you know, this book tells yeah. me real estate, you know, and uh, that makes a lot of sense sure. because people still habitually like to live indoors, yeah. you know. Yeah. Habitually. Back in that day. <laughs> at least That's in... maybe not so much now. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and but I'd look at the stock market, I'd think, oh, you know, IBM. Everybody talks about IBM or, right. you know, something, you know. But I didn't have, and this was the other half of my question to <clears throat> mom, grandma, mom, Joyce, that, you know, why did I never say, hey, dad, what do you think about the stock market? Hey, dad, what do you think about Amway? What do you think about real estate what do you think about and i think we mentioned on a previous podcast my one previous podcast that (laughs) um or maybe i'll tell you this as new information my paternal grandfather had an alcoholism problem Mm -hmm. and so it's very possible this is what i reasoned as i consider all these things that my dad grew up without any counsel, yeah. without anyone saying, hey, what are you thinking about right. this? Right. You know, 
But the flip side of that is my dad, you know, got the idea of flying as this is the exciting thing I want to do right. from an early stage. So it might have been like, what do you mean, what do I want to do? I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know what I want to do. <clears throat> I got to get through two years of college, yeah. and I got to get into the Navy. getting out of this place. <laughs> that, that is really true. Yeah. Yes. They did not want to be part of No, no. Upstate New York. <laughs> As far how yes. wait, you said I get to pick my orders? Yes. How uh, how far can I go? Can I go to Hawaii? <laughs> no. How about uh, San Diego? I'll take that. I'll take that? Yes, I'll take that. <laughs> so you yeah, so you're learning kind of this in um in hindsight so, growing up now on your own and yes. and Finding it as an interest, like you said, uh, maybe I'll re- read this real estate book. I'm reading this. Book oh yeah, on the stock I would market read and, all these things. Yeah, and these all this makes sense. This doesn't make yeah. sense. I'm going to do this one, and so yeah. there's a lot of just self learning, and then and then it just made sense. It sounds like, and it, and it became well now now years later, you're looking back and you're like, uh, yeah, I kind of <clears throat> obviously there's things you wish you could have done differently, like we all have, but but you you don't re- you don't you don't look back and regret. The direction you went into finance and and money management and um, and passive income and and learning how all of that works. So there was a long period it's a big of learning. Loaded question. That's okay. <laughs> there was a long period of learning from nineteen seventy nine ish. Okay, that's when I graduated from college. To the two thousands. Yeah. When I was, um, you know, just barely keeping my head above water with all the other things going on. Sure. You know, and it wasn't really as, as Mr. Miyagi would say, <laughs> when the student is ready to learn, yeah. the teacher will appear. <laughs> That's and true. And that is kind of what happened. <laughs> right. You know, right. In uh, Y2K. Was that the no no? So I um, so out of college, you know, I taught one year in industrial arts as a provisional thing. I had always set in my mind I really didn't want to be a teacher, although I am a teacher coach mentality. Mm -hmm. That is my leadership style to coach. Um, and I thought, well, you know. Maybe God will call me to the mission field, so, or I'll be a deacon. You know, yeah. I'll be in business and I'll right. just be in the church or something. And so I took about two years off to go to seminary because I thought, you know, you ought to learn something about the Bible, right, right. you know, if you're going to be a missionary, you know, maybe. <laughs> I think I didn't get good enough grades because I didn't get called to the mission field. <laughs> Which, so I did that. (laughs) And then someone said, oh, you know. And so I I knew I only had enough money for about a year and a half, and I was killing myself to make it through two years uh, on a three-year degree. And um, so I said, you know, I'm going to take some time off and get a job, and uh, we'll just... Uh, I'm not sure what comes next. And someone said, oh, the money. The money is in computer programming. Mm, yeah. So I, you know, <clears throat> work. I was working, 
I went to night school, learned all those things, COBOL, SPL, wow. blah, 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 okay. blah, blah. Down in San Diego? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm up in L.A. Up in L.A., I'm in, okay. up in, yes, yeah. L.A. area. Yeah. And, um, well, I was in La Mirada. Okay. I was, I had gone to the graduate the seminary at um, Biola University and... Um, Talbot? Yes, Talbot yeah. Seminary. And uh, I stopped that, you know, and I, but I was still in that area and I went to computer school and night school and uh, got that. And then a friend in, you know, the youth, in the college and career class said, We're looking for a programmer at Biola, you know, oh. in the administration computer yeah. department. Right. You know, just to, but you won't need any of those old languages. You, you know, you're losing <laughs> using these languages on the HP, the Hewlett, the Hewlett Packard, two thousand. And uh, so I came and I did this stuff and I did it a couple years and. Um, so you know, I was still around my community, my mm -hmm. college and career community, and I was in a really good church. I was enjoying everything about it. Um, but I learned the hard way after three years that I wasn't the sit in the cubicle mm. looking at the computer screen thing. <laughs> I had a great time going out to the accounting department and analyzing what is it you need this program to do. Yeah. Oh, you want a bookstore inventory right. slash point of sale. Yeah. Oh, we can do that. Right. Sure. Right. I'll draw the pictures and these guys will make it happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you're the coach mentor person, big picture well, person. They big can picture ask thing. the right yeah. questions with just yes. enough technical experience behind it, you. Yeah. To, to, say, to translate what I've, these people don't know, what they think they need, and then yeah. actually what they need. So, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which you can, is great. <laughs> it, you know, and the, <clears throat> Aristotle, yeah. Socrates, you know, know thyself. Right. I discovered from that that I was not the mechanical engineer mm. doctor mentality if you're in the I I can't do it in Briars Myers Briggs but in disc yeah you know that's the C that's my strong wife. yeah yeah oh I like <laughs> rules and I like <laughs> yeah. you know detail oh that's my wife the, the, too the beaver yeah 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 <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> We get along. We get along so well. I know. <laughs> I'm a big picture. Uh, You're a big eye. You're yeah. a big eye. <laughs> the ENTJ in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't speak that language, mm -hmm. but I know those words. Uh, but yeah, I was a big eye. I could work well with people, and right, I value right. people. You know, yeah. and I liked exciting concepts. Yep. And so and translating them and making them, ha and then saying, "Yes, these people can yeah, do it. <laughs> this person can do it, and right. that person can manage it, and yeah. we will all die, but the project will get done. <laughs> but this guy is gonna give us a hug and pick us up off the floor. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. And God needs us all. Yes, and exactly. so do we. We need them all. <clears throat> Anyhow, yep. So, um, so you you realized that? So about yourself. I realized that, and at the same time, I met this woman who just had everything you know figured out in life and she was gonna be uh i mean she was running five miles a day with snake eaters yeah. this is my wife jane up in yeah. monterey right you know <laughs> army officer jumping out of i can't tell you this part but she was 
featured in a magazine mm-hmm. when women were just early on being accepted into um, jump school yeah. to be airborne. And, uh, you know, so she's in this magazine, mm-hmm. you know, the picture of her doing a push-up or something. And um, <laughs> so she, you know, so... So naturally, and, you're going to hitch your wagon to that, of course. Well, I didn't realize <laughs> well, that. Way. Yeah. Well, yeah. All I realized was, <laughs> man, and this is an illustration of, you know, the bride you marry is not the woman you live with, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard this first from Ashley Boyd, my daughter-in-law, <laughs> who was talking to my my daughter is saying, hey, you know, the guy you marry turns out not to be the same guy you live with. <laughs> you know, we all, we all put on our best face. Oh, of course. But, you know, I didn't see paragraph two. I didn't have it. I didn't talk to my parents saying, you know, what do you think about this? Does this, you know, is this how this is really working? All I knew was I was... You know, I had found someone who was pretty sharp and put up with me. That was a, <laughs> a big, a, a yeah. big thing. <laughs> that was like criteria ah, two yes. through 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we just have done well for these many weeks. Many weeks. Yes. So you... So, uh, so... You realize you I had got to get married. out of that cubicle. Yeah, married. I got married and... Uh, before I got married, I realized, okay, I can't quite do this thing, but they trained me to do this skill. Yeah. And a headhunter came along and said, hey, would you like to do this, you know, this software, same hardware, you know, it's a supply company, blah, blah, blah. And so I started into this job, you know, and um, then I went off to get married, mm-hmm. and I came home... There was some bobbling and turbulence in between there with my jobs because I went from original uh, replacement job to a new replacement job, and I came back from my honeymoon, and the new most recent replacement job was, oh, yeah, our company's about to close. Uh You're going to have to get another job. Yeah. But yeah, you learned all that so, about yourself. So all these things, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm learning all along, and I'm, well, what's this about stocks? What's this about, you know, buy? Is it buy low, sell high? Oh shoot, I've been doing it wrong. I know, <laughs> but you, if you make it up in, you know, in yeah. volume, right. you can make it work. Yeah, buy high, sell low, <laughs> make it up in volume. Yeah, you know, and I would read these things about options, and I would think, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I would learn what an option is in really real estate, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. it's a contract to do a spe- specific thing at a certain time, at a right. certain price, right. blah, blah, blah. So fast forward to the early 2000s. I'm a – my kids are in Christian school out in Virginia, Fredericksburg area, down near Quantico, Virginia. And um, I am, I had been working at Home Depot as previously, see previous podcast, 
and uh, had left Home Depot to be further south in Fredericksburg. And um, I, my kids are going to this school, and I think, well, I know a lot about, you know, just building and all these things. So I went to work for the Christian school system. They had several elementary schools in churches primarily, one mm-hmm. standalone and a middle school, and uh, one high school, and they had plans of expanding that and building a second one. And, you know, so this was a pretty, you know, and so they needed a director of maintenance. Okay. Director of facilities, you know, and I had kind of the maintenance and... uh, Management uh, and operations. Yeah, yeah, all those operations. So I did all these things (laughs) for several years. And, and I got to be a coach on the sidelines, you know, (laughs) not paid, but I would help the coaches, you know, so I helped uh, one coach with softball and I got to watch my kids do all the sports. So soccer and volleyball and basketball and then softball. Softball and cross country were the only two that I really had any kind of uh, involvement as a coach, you know, So so I had a really great time. Uh, through that, I met a guy named Dave Schley, and um, all of you old people out there <laughs> remember the original uh, Odd Couple television with Tony Curtis and the other guy. So in in the Odd Couple, Felix is the meticulous... Um, or, uh, you know, detail-oriented guy. Right. And uh, the other guy was a sports writer or caster or something. You know, very sloppy. Everybody loved him, uh, you know, but he smoked cigars and everything. Well, that was Dave and I. Mm. Dave was Felix. You know, he made the things run on time. <laughs> he knew how to pick locks. He knew how to, you know, <laughs> wire houses. And I knew how to drive a wheelbarrow without spilling concrete, you know, and dig ditches, you know, and uh, all the guys loved me, you know, and we took our marching orders from Dave. So we were and still are the odd couple. (laughs) Later in life, you know, Dave says, you know, you married me. (laughs) I said, you better have another beer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I don't think that meant, I don't, I don't think, think that came out the way you meant it. <laughs> yeah. He said, no, no, no. My wife is just like Jane. You are like my wife. I am just like Jane. You married me. Interesting. And I said, still, let's just find <laughs> another way to say yeah. that I'm a lot like your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and you are a lot like my wife. Great. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> well. It certainly goes over better at it church. It goes over better. That's true. <laughs> so you Yikes. So so we get into business thinking that we're going to buy houses and flip them. Mm. You know. Yeah. And all of a sudden the real estate game goes belly up in 2008. Yeah. And we can't figure out how to buy these houses from banks cuz they're thinking, "Are you kidding?" We're keeping all these houses until this thing turns around. Right. You know? (laughs) So we started breaking into people's houses and taking things. Wow. Yeah. 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 This is live. This is live. 
This is a recorded podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, folks. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I should have prefaced the statement of this record that you are being recorded for quality and training purposes. Yeah. <laughs> so when we found out we couldn't buy houses and flip them, that would be several years down the road. Right. Uh, we started foreclosing houses for the banks. Mm. So a bank, maybe in California, would hire a management company right. out in, in this case, one of the big ones was right there in Denver, and uh, they would hire uh, asset preservation contractors. Oh, yeah. So we would go and break into houses. Okay. Sometimes it just meant opening the door. Yeah. Or crawling through the one of the busted out windows. Well, he's the one that clean can pick out. locks, right? Well, that, <laughs> that's yes, that's where that came from. <laughs> Clean out, you know, the house, take sure. it to the dump or whatever, and sometimes do repairs, sometimes not. It just depended on the uh, the bank's yeah. risk tolerance and that kind of stuff. But I get a lot more people listening when I say I break into <laughs> break in. But that was it. You know, yeah. we would break into houses. Um, I remember one, we broke into a townhouse. This and is Denver. This is no. This California. is out. In, this is Northern Virginia. Oh, well, Virginia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. More than Northern Virginia. You broke in and away. we broke into a which breaking in means we have to change the locks. Right. Okay. So you know we drill out the lock. You know we take it off. We open the door and everything is immaculate. You know. Oh. There's a hallway with a coat rack with three little backpacks and. Four little pairs of boots oh, and no. shoes. What is your thought? Oh, my. Somebody's still living there full time, and you got the wrong house. No. Yeah, we we knew we had the right house. Okay. Someone was living there and didn't know that their landlord was not paying their mortgage. Oh no. And we so we experienced this, and about a year later, it's on sixty minutes. You know, really, landlords are not paying their mortgage. Yeah. And, and the people. tenants are getting yeah. the short end of the stick. <laughs> and, but now we are like fiduciary agents of yeah. the banks. Right. So we can't tell the people. So we put the new lock on. We give a key to the person next door and say, these guys are going to come home and not be able to get in their house. Give them this key. Yeah. We can't tell you why. And that was all we could say. Oh, that's awful. We couldn't even say <laughs> they better start looking to move because their landlord is, you know. Yeah. But the truth is, even at that, and, and there's probably lots and lots of documented stories, there were people that the banks let them stay in the house mm. because maybe they built the house or what, yeah. the million-dollar house, yeah. and they were taking better care of it than if it was empty. Sure, sure. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so... Just cutting deals it to make sure just, it stayed. Yeah. yeah, it was a Wild West mm -hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> Anyhow, so, you know, here's my experience to maybe the wrong side of real estate, how it can go bad. Right. Because, and even... Dave Ramsey talks about, and I think it was about this time, where he had lots of real estate, you know, and it took him down. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and that's how he got into financial counseling and such. Mm. Um, so we were seeing it, you know. So then 
my wife, who was working for then Lockheed Martin after having gotten out of the Army but still knowing a lot about satellites and communications, you know, ends up in Lockheed Martin, and um, she's traveling a lot to <clears throat> Silicon Valley and Denver and other places, and uh, it just got, her travel schedule got really weird, and so we said, you know, what if we ask Lockheed if we can move you to either Denver or Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and at least you'd see me half the time because right. I'm here one of these two places generally. <laughs> and uh, so thankfully, we, and we were very happy to be in Denver, but you know, Lockheed said, well, come to Denver. Who wants to go to California? And I said, yes. Because <laughs> you guys wanted to go there. <laughs> um, well... Silicon Valley, I was looking at houses, you know, $750,000, you know, for a house built in 1960, and it's a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, and, you know, it's just... Yeah, not the same. Everything was very old, Yeah, you know, and now it would be relatively close to the ocean, which, you know, I I like water, Um, but Denver was like, oh... Houses are reasonable. Their ha- whole housing market is half the price of California. Right. And so let's let's try that one. <laughs> and so we went to Denver. And so we're rolling into Denver, and now I no longer have Dave to run a company that I could just, you know, sure. run yeah. people with. Right. <laughs> uh, and there were a couple other things, and uh, we thought, well, Let's try the other side of this coin. So we bought a foreclosed property. Mm. And the first two that we bought, Jane had some money, you know. Oh, by the way, here, how (laughs) our relationship goes is she has all the money. I have all the debts. So... (laughs) At least that's what you tell your lawyers in the probate court. And that's right. <laughs> that's right. I don't have anything to take, so you really want to talk to her. Yeah. Uh, Spelled out that way in your will. Yeah. For the well, kids. And to be honest, well, anyhow, it just worked. <clears throat> so we ended up buying the fir- very first thing was a two bedroom, two bath townhouse. Um, that really, I went in there and I thought, okay, we'll paint this. I'm going to change the linoleum at the entryway to ceramic, mm-hmm. and we should change the carpet. It was really, you know, we were yeah. pretty straightforward. <clears throat> you know, the, the first two were HUD homes. Okay. So, yeah. you know, we got very good deals. And, of course, we're coming in with the intention of buying the whole thing, you know, yeah, yeah. N- no mortgage. And uh, so... This was fun. You know, we started buying and renting, buying, renovating, renting real estate. And it started with one and it started with two. Then it got a couple of town uh, condos. And then, um, you know, and so I'm now I'm learning. And actually, in Virginia, I had done the uh, initial stuff with uh, Robert Kiyosaki, learning about these things. And that's where I bought the game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so <clears throat> one Christmas break when Gabriel came home from college and, you know, all the siblings are in high school, we played that game twice a day. So we spent, you know, yeah, four hours a day in financial yeah. training. Training, you know, <laughs> fun. And I Financial. knew I was in trouble when we're in the grocery store 
and I stop at the magazine rack to look at Road and Track, and Lauren says, hey, is that a doodad? Which is the, <laughs> the code dad, word yeah. for a waste of your money. Right, right. You know? <laughs> and I said, yes, I'm not going to buy it. I'm, I'm only browsing. I'm only browsing. <laughs> <laughs> but Lauren, as I know that you're not surprised, was keep your feet to the fire. Let's we've been playing this game. We know the we know the way to go. You know. <laughs> so and it turned out well because yeah. all you know, three of the four bought houses and rented them. Mm. The majority of them lived Jessica made a little cubby hole in the basement, you know, so she could rent out all three bedrooms. Yeah. Some you know? people just go to the extremes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna live in the in the garage and that cubby hole. Yeah. I'm gonna I could rent, rent that, that out. thing too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well so, so that that's a good segue spot uh into the next part of this topic is now you've got kids. You you're learning this, you know, you, you didn't come from immaculate wealth. You didn't come from a father or mother who were I think particularly... minuscule wealth is the word you're... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You didn't come from that. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. didn't come from, from you know, you weren't yeah. inheriting wealth. No. You didn't come from a no. father or mother who had trained you in this your whole life. No. You kind of been doing this on your own. Mm-hmm. But then you, then you now have four kids who you've then trained. And so I want to shift the conversation hmm. now into especially along the lines of your personality as a coach. You're mm-hmm. learning this. How how did you teach this to your kids and <laughs> and now your grandkids? How are you how are you teaching? How did you and how are you? And a lot of that sounds like, you know, from the mm-hmm. game and and just doing it yourself and them getting to witness you through that is probably a lot, but yeah. So you've touched on kind of three things. As I looked back at a certain point, I looked back at you know, how I went down rabbit trails uh, trying to find my way, I thought, the thing I want to give to my kids and my grandkids is long-range, over-the-horizon view, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which no longer (laughs) translates... You know, with all these satellites and stuff. Oh, I can see around the world. Look, oh, look, there's what's going on in Indonesia. You know, but in the old days, they would would send a scout party way far ahead. And then with fires or smoke or whatever, Mm -hmm. they'd let them know, go the other way. Right. You know, I have a farther view having come from places now, all of my kids are very strong-willed, and they go their way. Yeah. But at least they know I'm looking way down the line. Yeah. And then as far as teaching goes, I am a... Ha- let's, let's have fun. Well... You're an there, ot- otter? Is that what that is? Uh, that is exactly what <laughs> I am, a river otter. You know, and uh, so... We would do stuff, and they would get experiences, and especially if I'm having fun, you know, they're going to do it more often. Yeah, yeah. And there is an old saying that in the area of values, values are caught Mm. more than taught. Mm. And -hmm. I think this is kind of that way. Now, so fast forward a little bit, you know, we're doing all this real estate. There comes a time now at you know, 
we're moving towards retirement, although it's not a, it's an active retirement, but I want less management in my real estate. And right. so we're moving our real estate assets into a, a low management uh, format called a DST, Delaware Statutory Trust, if you want to look it up. And and I'm thinking, well, I still, if, if we go to California or Virginia or Florida or we've never said let's go to Wisconsin, but <laughs> uh, what can I do? I don't want to just sit around. Yeah. And so then I started learning about stocks. Mm. I had tried to do, I had started, I had tried to do um, like be a real estate agent. Yeah. Which I love taking people, you know, to houses and showing them and doing that stuff. But it's very hard to do when you're in Key West, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and you don't have a son right. who's in the, you know. And I thought, okay, this is not working the way. Oh, and the two people that I thought of my four kids that were, that are kind of more um, business oriented, you know, they said, real estate, I don't want anything to, and your houses, we don't want these houses. <laughs> I thought, okay. All right, you know, curveball. I fouled it off, but uh, we got to be prepared for a different pitch, right? You know, so that, I mean, it, it works out. But so then I learned more about stocks, mm. you know, and you know, buy and hold, uh, value, income. You know, there's lots of ways to look at stocks. Mm -hmm. um, they're really just a commodity, an asset. Um, some are better than others. You know, yeah. day-old lettuce is not as valuable as, you know, <laughs> something else. You know, so I, I just, this, the game was the same. It's just the field had changed. And it's you know. something you're interested in because primarily you can do it uh, independent of geographic. Yes, locale. that was the initial. Well, let's investigate this because, yeah. you know, with computerization, we can, and the computers are teeny tiny. I can do it. And some people <laughs> can even do it on their phone if they have really good eyesight. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, in that particular case, I started one direction. I had read things. I had read things about buying good stocks, writing covered calls, you know, add, which adds uh, cash flow to the hopefully hopeful appreciation, mm -hmm. you know, and dividends. Yeah. So it really started with my grandson <clears throat> Levi. I bought him, you know, a hundred shares of Travelers Insurance, okay. and I was writing. Wait, <laughs> I was dabbling at trying to figure out how do you write these covered calls and what do you... Yeah, you're not what, just buying shares and holding well, it I for did. a couple of days and... Or oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're I, doing covered call. You're actually I had those shares this. for, yeah. uh, in his, you know, his account uh, for a, several years, you know, and I didn't even pay really attention to them mm -hmm. other than to know... This is the value I want to write this covered call. Mm -hmm. So, in a nutshell, options are contracts 
one person is selling a privilege and when you if i'm selling a covered call to someone else i'm giving them the privilege to take an action at a specific date on a specific asset in this case travelers insurance um if it gets to or above in the case of a call a certain strike price so if travelers is a hundred dollars a share i might write a covered call for a hundred and twenty dollars two months out um and they would pay me for that contract of a dollar a share and um if on that date two months out if it was at 120 or above they could if they choose to exercise that option it is just a contract and what but is the contract the, has a value and what's the risk to you if they don't if and or the time if the criteria of the contract either the it doesn't get to the price that would be the one that's you know most pertinent in this illustration if it doesn't get to 120 if it gets to 119.99 you know then the contract has not been fulfilled and they cannot uh exercise the, exercise yeah yeah so if they were to exercise it then i must sell so the seller has the obligation the buyer has the right right you know which they can or or do not are not required to exercise so uh the risk is this hundred dollar share a uh, hundred 100 shares shares yeah. every contract is 100 shares so these 100 shares of travelers that i bought at 90 or some low price and i've sold possibly on this day at 120 now i no longer have that share sure those shares uh, now if it works the way you want it to work uh you may do this several times and you've gotten premium like rent um, and in the end, you sold the house, travelers, uh, for more than you bought it for. And so you've gotten appreciation plus rent, and you turn around and buy another house, Tesla or AMD or, yeah. you know. And you're taxed on the gain? Yep. So it's all, well, you're taxed, you're taxed on two different ways. Okay. In this particular illustration, you would be taxed at capital rate, capital gains rate okay. on the increase if you've had the stock for a year or more right you know uh and if not it's counted the, towards your income tax if, if it's less than a year like traditional stocks no it's just not considered uh capital gains it's short-term gains right capital gains traditionally yeah. when they say capital gains they're talking about long-term longer gains. than a year yeah yes so you have a more benefit currently you have a more beneficial tax rate on long-term gains right. as opposed to short-term right, gains right. and premium the rental uh aspect of the option is uh considered just income okay. not w-2 yeah you know but it's just in tax that way it is taxed yeah. as regular income <clears throat> but it, in most ways now there are some exceptions but yeah so you you um started this with levi and, and so, I mean, you started the interest of it because you're, okay, it's independent of my location. I, right. This sounds like a great deal. Let's do this or, or something to at least explore. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to use uh, my first grandchild or not. He's not yep. your first grandchild. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah. 
He's first of everything. It first, I mean, he's my first grandchild as first the guinea pig. Child, to, first to grandson. <laughs> for, not that I distinguish between the two, between <laughs> male and female. But, I mean, he was, he is the... So he's your guinea pig as, for testing. As every, <laughs> as every other grandchild will know in the future, how come he gets everything? Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> every firstborn knows at a certain point. Oh, what do you mean I get everything? <laughs> oh, mom loves you way more than she loves me. Really? Uh, well. I know, we can laugh about it, but because it's just you and me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Nobody else will ever hear this. Uh, so he's, so you're testing this out on him. You're doing the, the, the stocks, the options yeah. now. And now you're, this is obviously years ago. You're doing, you're doing a lot more of this now and, and regularly. Yeah. Uh, and you've suckered, I mean, you've taught this to Richard as well. And oh, Richard, <laughs> Richard is way ahead of me. He's teaching you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Richard is in a different <clears throat> environment. He has different needs. Right, right. So his criteria is different. Right. And th- I should back up. Options are not for everybody. Mm-hmm. One of the things you learn in any kind of investing is you have to know your risk tolerance. Sure. And when you're a married couple, the risk tolerance of the family is a third item. Right. It is a blend of the two risk tolerances. Right, right. So I'll just back up. So the story about real estate, you know, we kind of, the, the very first one, the two-bedroom, two-bath townhouse, uh, we bought because Jane came home one day and said, um, they're talking about a drawdown, which in the military means you're getting fired. You know, uh, they're they're looking at shrinking management, and I've only been there a couple years, and I don't know whether I'm a target or not. And we had just we had bought a house, you know, and so I'm thinking, well, I don't make any money, dear, you know, <laughs> and you know, I said, I said, but I had just gone through this class, <clears throat> my second class. Which, by the way, sorry, another aside, there is the saying that what happens when you don't get what you thought you wanted in an experience or something, you get it, you get experience. Mm. So if you fall down and you get up again, assuming you get up, you're not at the, you're not starting back at step one Mm -hmm. because now you have experience. Yeah. You know, don't pick up that grenade. It does not look like it looks like a pine cone, but it is not a pine cone. <laughs> you know, you you go a, a little bit differently. You've yeah. learned something. You're not starting over at step one, right? So we thought, okay, or maybe I presented the case that, listen, if we lose our income and we lose this house we like to live in, we would still have this thing that we are going to buy as a rental. It'll be free and clear. They can't take that from us. Right. And we could fit, you know. Yeah, if we had to. Yeah. If we had to, you know. And so <laughs> that one was hard. Yeah. The next one was a three-bedroom, two-bath, single family with a yard, you know. Same thing. I ended up only doing like... It had a funky wooden um, 
patio that came out of the glass, this, you know, the sliding glass door. Mm. But you had to, but the door from the garage also came to that wooden patio. And you had to step up, you know, and bang your head on the top of the door doorway. (laughs) And I thought, I'm only six foot, yeah. so there's a lot of people this doesn't fit for. <laughs> so I took that out and pl- and did a you know a cement patio. But it was very and basic. Oh, it was very too. basic, yeah. and it was in great condition. Another HUD home, yeah. you know. Yeah. So Jane's at home, you know, and oh, you're we pretty got, good at this. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> oh, okay. She did not say that. But she said, "Oh, this isn't as scary." Now, the the two gals that rented the townhouse stayed there for like six years. Nice. You know? Yeah. And the guy who rented the house, single family, he's still there 10 years later. Yeah. You know, taking a two-year lease every year. Right. You know? And so it was like, oh, we should look for some more. You know? And so we bought this, then we bought that, and we found a real estate agent that was really investment-oriented, and he did not think like a retail real estate agent. Good. And he says, oh, you know, it might be time for you to look at a property in the mountains, you know, up in ski country. Mm. So we looked at one, and we bought it, and we looked at another, and we bought it. And Jane said, what else is out there, Todd? You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm there. okay, here we go, you know, and it was just, wow. Yeah. So risk, tolerance, if you can take that first step, it's a lot like the first day you go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You start building muscle. Your risk tolerance is like building a knot. Um, now, we also learned uh, know your exit plan. You know, yeah. okay, we got, and we learned this from a house we built in Virginia. We would take the kids walking in the woods, you know, and they thought they were just running around throwing stones and breaking sticks and, you know, and we were looking for property. And we found a property, and we thought, well, okay, what's the next step? Oh, we should put in an offer. Okay, we bought it. We can always sell it and probably get about what we got it for. Yeah. Okay, what's the next thing? Well, we should probably come up with some plans. Yeah. So <laughs> then we went through you know, a year of going to the library every week, and yeah. we were getting plans, books, <laughs> you know, and Jane was Xeroxing pages, and... Uh, you know, the kids, oh, man, we're learning a lot. We're going to the, we're renting books, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, and then it was, okay, we had the plans. What would be the next thing? Well, we should look into a uh, loan to permanent uh, lender, find a, a lender that does a construction loan that converts to uh, permanent loan and blah, blah. Okay, we've done that, you know, and all of a sudden we're breaking get ground on a house, yeah. you know, and built a house. And uh, so that was where we learned, hey, know what your exit strategy is, you yeah. know. And so you buy a stock, you know, and you know, okay, I'm going to try and do this. If it goes down, I'll let it go down this percentage. This is what I'm comfortable right. with, you know, and I'll, and then I'll admit I made a mistake or um, – you know, and mm. so you know your option within options, you know what your available exit plans are, right? And it makes it easier to take risk. And that risk, as you mentioned, is a th- a, the third part if you're married, 
like you and Jane, yeah. like so Rich and at the Ashley beginning, and, it was like yeah. I'm big picture in it, and Jane's saying, "Well, hold it. What's the HOA? What's the insurance? What are the taxes? What are, you know?" And I thought, okay, I can make a spreadsheet and do this, right? <laughs> you know, and then you know, like five years later, I learned about an organization called I think it's Deeper Pockets or something like that, and they're teaching all this stuff, you know, <laughs> where I'm writing it down on a napkin at dinner, thinking. Okay, I need to know this. I need to know this. Yeah. And I, oh, I ought to know. How do I figure out? You know what? What does a three bedroom, two bath uh, rent for in this area? Oh, I have, here's the zip code. I know that. You know, and I can look on <laughs> Craigslist. Yeah. And I can look on uh, you know <clears throat> rental applications. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I know this thing's going to rent for twelve hundred to thirteen hundred dollars. And I don't have a management company. You know, yeah. so I'm keeping it all. All I have to do is change toilets and yeah. put in light bulbs and things when right. people call and things like that. And I do that at the beginning and then I get old and I think ah, 10%, that's not much to pay to, to get someone else <laughs> to do else that. To call them you know? in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a, yeah, something to consider as you're married. And so, um, so now you're teaching your kids this stuff. You, you're teaching Rich. You're teaching, and and they've obviously, like you mentioned, they've got a great so, handle on it. They've, and they're yeah. in a different environment as you yes. mentioned. But obviously, Lauren as well, she, she's the one that got me into Dave Ramsey. We were driving mm-hmm. to visit you, actually, you guys, for, I don't remember, it was New Year's or Christmas or something, and we were coming out from here, and she gave me the whole CD case of mm-hmm. the Dave Ramsey <laughs> Financial Peace uh, University, so we did that. Um, and, and Jess, as you mentioned, she's comfortable living in a closet or renting the closet out. <laughs> Yeah, and Gabe has Gabe has always been that way. So you you're this is a lot of it is you learning it yourself and bringing your kids with you, which is discipleship one hundred and one. But a lot of it, you, you know, there's intentionality there. How did that look outside of the games, the the games that you would play twice a day, mm. <laughs> the financial? Well, games. what that the game cash flow one hundred and one. Um, it it really solidified the idea that you can buy any asset, gold, a car, a stock, you know, a house, and just ride it hoping that it goes up, Mm -hmm. which has been crazy these past 40 years. You know, the market has generally been going up. Real estate generally has been going up. Right. You know, Gold has gone up. Mm-hmm. Silver is still lagging. You know, the, <laughs> it's the small. It's the the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> um, you know. So they understood that what you really want to know is, can this generate some cash flow so I don't have to worry about the mortgage, right. so that I don't have to worry about the taxes and insurance. So it made it fun and, and not just so, easy to understand, but but a it, concept that was fun. Yes, yes. And they got on board with it. Yeah. And so when they saw us <laughs> buying rentals, they said, "Oh, this this is just like in the game." Yeah. You're Lauren, not just preaching it yeah, at us; you're doing right. it also. And yeah. Lauren was the first to do it. She bought a house there near in Denver. And it was a four or five bedroom, and she had one bedroom, and she rented out four others, three or four others to people, and 
you know, and she lived there, which was good because that helped. But she kept that even when she moved away. Yeah. You know, and she managed it from afar. And I kept an eye on the lawn and, you know, some repairs and things like mm -hmm. that. And so if I can switch to another thing that I learned early on about sailing, I was at a boat show <laughs> one time and I said, How do you know if you want a boat with a wheel? Or a tiller. He mm. says, well, you don't know you wanted a tiller till you bought a boat with a wheel. Oh. <laughs> there is some truth to, there are things that you just don't know until you are in the experience. You know, there's things about your new job that you won't be able to anticipate until you get there and you're uh, trying to program and you discover... I don't sit si still very long <laughs> looking at computer. Right, you know, right. You don't know what it's like to be the guy in the left seat until you are the guy in the left seat. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I just learned these concepts, you know, at various times when the student is ready, the truth will appear. <laughs> Master. You know, <laughs> and, and I try and tell, you know, counsel people you don't know what it's like to manage property until you do it yeah yeah ha <laughs> ha funny story so we have these two properties in the mountains and it's ski country and um i knew that we could make more money if we did it short-term rentals but yeah. i didn't have that mentality yeah and jane retired from lockheed and said okay she for those of you who can't see, she slaps her hands together and rubs them and says, I can help you now with all your real estate. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, there's a lot to be said for learning by doing. So why don't you manage these two in the mountains? And at the same time, our kids who knew we still weren't doing this, all this stuff right. <laughs> they said they were having breakfast together at thanksgiving and they said okay let's divvy up these two important things that need to happen <laughs> who wants to teach these guys how to have a budget lauren said i can make that happen who wants to help them manage these properties in the mountains and jessica said well i can get them on airbnb but that's all i'm gonna do <laughs> i'll keep them alive but that's yeah. it you know and so you know that fell into place just as Jane wanted management and she ran two ski rental and summer rental Airbnbs in the mountains and learned a ton. Yeah. You know, and so people were paying our mortgage and our HOA and all that up there and mountain property was going crazy. And so at the right time when Jane was tired of that, <laughs> Um, which I can't blame her. You know, they had appreciated. And uh, so we sold them and we put that money into something new because now we're thinking we don't really want to manage property. Right. That's where we discovered the, the Delaware. Yeah. Yes, Delaware Statutory Trust. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, what happened to my audio quality? Yes, you are listening to a post-cut edition because we really, really, really had to go to the bathroom. And I imagine you may also. If you've been listening for the last hour, thank you so much. If you want to go right in and start listening to part two, it'll play automatically. If not, come back and look for part two when you're ready to, to continue. Thank you to my Uncle Mark. We recorded this earlier in 2023, and this has just been a phenomenal session that I had the privilege of uh, listening in and learning from, and I hope that it's been beneficial for you as well. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Anavivo podcast. We welcome your feedback and ideas. You can learn more about us by simply Googling the word Anavivo. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I am a licensed real estate broker with Compass Real Estate and a nationwide real estate matchmaker. We consult with you for free, find and vet the right real estate professional that specializes in the area and niche you need, are paid by that professional, and they get clients like yourself who want and need their unique specialty or winning track record. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the U.S., don't simply web search the highest paying advertiser. Let us use our licensed experience to find and vet the real and best professional for you. It costs you nothing but a phone call or email with me and it saved my clients financially and emotionally. I'd be honored to serve and you can reach me direct by email at tim.c.miller at outlook.com. And as always, To God be the glory.